Hey folks, Adam Summer here for the Heartland Pod, February 14th, 2022. On this week's show, we've got petty wars continuing in the Missouri legislature. We've got Missouri State Rep Nick Shore giving up on his virtue signaling quest. Inflation rises while corporations continue to make lots and lots of money on the backs of American prices. And George Hawley visits Missouri in his best Yellowstone extras attire to stand next to Vicki Hartzler. And then a last call, we will dive into the culture war. Lots to get to, so let's go. Welcome back to the Heartland Pot. My name is Adam Summer. I am your host. It is great to have you with us for new folks. You can get all of our shows and more at heartlandpod.com. You can find us easily on Facebook and Instagram with Heartland Pod, on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. Come over there and join the fun. We'd love to have you over there. This week's show, as many are uh, focused on, is also focused on specific issues happening in Missouri, and we will slowly zoom out from there to get some national applications. So if you're a first-time listener from outside of the state of Missouri, don't worry, because even though we're going to talk about some really specific stuff, you know, it's sort of as a microcosm. It's sort of a writ large thing. So we're going to zoom that out. Uh, we have some uh, heavier national things on, but then stuff happened. The, the sheet changes. Uh, look, when, when when Josh Hawley comes to Missouri, we got to talk about it because it's it's so rare. I mean, it's, it's happened twice recently, but it's it's usually just, you know, it's like seeing it's like seeing that particular bird that you know exists. It's like seeing a bald eagle like five years ago. Like now they're 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 you know everywhere. It's awesome, but there was a time not that long ago where you'd see me be like, wow, that was really cool. Um, that's kind of like when when Josh shows up in Missouri, we got to check it out. So uh, he came in to endorse uh, Vicky Hartzler, and in the process, changed the Senate race uh, for the national media. So uh, also validating our predictions, we had that. Thank you very much. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, so you can see why it's on the show. Uh, before that, I do have an opening statement, which will happen right after this update on the rest of what we have for you. All right, remember, if you want to support our work with the Heartland Pod and all of our shows, you can do that with uh, Patreon. At just 5 bucks a month, you get access to bonus episodes. We have the last call on this episode. You'll get a couple of minutes of it as a preview. So if you're not a subscriber, kind of give you an idea of where we go with it. But if, if you're on Patreon, you get the whole thing over there. Uh, as part of that five bucks a month, there are more levels. There's more stuff to get, and we are really close to the merchandise part happening. It's a matter of weeks, guys. Uh, so hold on because it's, it's a coming uh, for those members and members only, by the way, on this stuff. Uh, so, so you can support us with this look at Heartland Politics as a filter on the national scene. Uh, we have the Delta on Wednesdays, every other Wednesday, with Missouri parents Nicholas Linky, science teacher, and his wife Christina, sign language interpreter. Uh, parents, their parents, authors, uh, and you know the Delta is an every other Wednesday thing for them. Sean Diller balances those other Wednesdays with High Country, a quick look at Colorado politics. Every Friday, we have the flyover view. Kevin Smith and Sean Diller bring us a 15 to 20 minute weekly roundup show on Friday mornings for you called the flyover view. And most Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'll catch interviews and other special shows as we try to change the conversation uh, with your support over at the Patreon, uh, the Heartland Pod over on Patreon. And let's get to the opening statement. Democracy dies in the dark. What does that mean? While talking with Scott Fawn this past week, he brought up that phrase, that democracy dies in the dark. Now, it's a little bit of a joke in some way. It's a reference to, uh, I think it was maybe the New York Times that talked about democracy dies in the dark. You know, it's a reference to how we need to have media access to the elected leaders to make sure that people know what's going on, that without an effective fourth state, democracy will cease to be. And it's, you know, like I say, it's a little bit of a joke from the right about liberal media outlets. At least that's how it comes across. But what I see is that the filibuster in Missouri is a good example of democracy dying in the dark. What's really going on? How many people really know what this is about? Sure, we hear about the conservative caucus. They're the loudest part. But there's more to it than that. It's more complicated than that. And not many people really know that. And that's by design. Most of the actual debate, the real dealing, it's not happening on the Senate floor. Not at all. On the Senate floor, right, it's it's song lyrics, it's books, it's personal points of order to address someone's attire. I, I was there in person for a brief portion of their debate, and I saw no debate. I saw Mike Moon complain about an unknown person 
complaining about what he was wearing on the chamber floor. Whether it was even real or not, I don't know. What I know is that what I saw in person was nonsense. It's time-wasting. It's fake debate that does nothing to advance a position or provide information. It is a show. That is where democracy dies. It dies when the people tasked with administering that democracy intentionally and purposefully fail to do so. What is happening in the Missouri legislature is a sham. It is a shame, and it is a show designed to advance a few interests at the cost of the many. It is a competition of personal interest and utilitarian need. As my good friend Nicholas Linky pointed out, it's Mills versus Kant. It's the self versus the group. The group, the voters, the residents of Missouri are being ignored until the point where they can be used, where they can be useful. Democracy dies in the dark. The corners of the chamber where the debate isn't on the microphone. The offices and restaurants where the debate isn't on the record. That's the dark. That's where Missouri politics has gone. We can shine a light back on it, but it requires the group, the voters, the residents, to pay attention and to demand better. Let's get to talking politics. Talking politics. All right, we are back for talking politics. It's Adam Summer. I've got Rachel Parker. I've got Sean Diller. We have plenty to dive into here. Uh, I had a, a very busy and good week. I made a trip down to Jefferson City. Some of you have seen that already. I did a live update video on Thursday, uh, sat with Scott Fawn in his office, and uh, taped over at the Capitol for this week in Missouri politics. So if you didn't see that, that came out on Sunday, and I uh, spent some time on the panel with that and got a chance to shake some hands and see the Senate, we'll call it in action for whatever that's worth, on Thursday. And I've got some delicious Big Low Oolong uh, in my cup this morning. It runneth over with black tea. Rachel Parker, how are you doing and what you sipping on? I'm doing all right. I, uh, you know, the reeks, the weeks they do run together. We have been, we are one of the 17.5 million, which is half of the audience from the Sochi games, but, uh, or excuse <laughs> me, the Pyeongchang games, but we have been watching the Olympics and I want to give a shout out to the mixed doubles snowboard cross medal race. Yeah. That was one of the most exciting and, and, and fun sporting events I've ever seen in my life. I mean, those, those snowboard, like for somebody like me, who's not like a big sports person, you know, you guys know I don't sports. <laughs> yeah. Snowboarding is perfect because like, you don't really have to understand the sport. It's really short. It's right. really spectacular. It's really people exciting. People fly through the air and spin. You just know it's impressive. Yeah. And the one that gets there first <laughs> one, like it's so right. obvious to some, some dunderheaded idiot like me who can't keep track of rules and stuff. It doesn't really care, but that was just some insane, uh, just athleticism and sportsmanship and just like really a, a whistle finish. It was so exciting. Uh, so that was fun this week and I am sipping on, I'm sipping on my Bustelo with oat milk. You guys, I'm out of half mm. and half. I forgot. I that's, had that moment this morning where rough. I was like, getting my cop. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Diller, how about you? How you doing? What you sipping on? Um, doing well, doing well. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's been a great weekend. I made some ribs in the oven yesterday. Oh yeah, which I don't uh, prefer to do, but yeah. um, I've really nailed it. I love an oven rib. I love yeah. an oven rib. I'm not gonna lie. You I and I did that once, uh, shamefully in Kansas City. Yeah, it was shameful, <laughs> and it was shameful that ribs. we ripped them out of the oven too fast it's like we as did. i get older it's yeah. like no you know just they were still really tasty but yeah they were um yeah where did we get that at that place that in meat Southwest? market yeah 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 it's yeah. really good really good yeah meat the meat made up for our our uh ham-handedness yeah it was, was ham-handed we were, so, oh. we were so impatient <laughs> anyway yeah good. and uh my wife buys uh five of these three pound things of coffee from costco at a time so i'm drinking the old uh Colombian Supremo. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. So this will be the day after the Super Bowl. This will be Valentine's Day. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I assume, Rachel, you will not watch the Super Bowl. Sean, I assume you might uh, watch the Super Bowl. Anybody crying? Rachel, do you know who's playing the Super Bowl? I know that it's the L.A. Rams. That's weird. So St. Louis and L.A. I consider to be kind of my two twin hometowns uh -huh. because I, of, of all the places that I've lived, I lived in those two places the longest and they're the two places that I'm the most kind of emotionally attached to. No shade to Denver, even though I went to high school there. STL, L.A. all the way. 
And I lived in LA. I was a college student. I just moved there when the Rams moved to St. Louis. <laughs> it's you. I just moved back. Um, it was in 2000, right? Isn't that when the Rams came to St. Louis? Uh, like 1995. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, 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 right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Sorry. So I lived in LA then. <laughs> and then I moved back to St. Louis. And the Rams have just moved to LA. So it's kind of a strange, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost kind of weird, dead on. Yeah. That's kind really of a weird wild. advantage. Um, really wild. And then it's the, oh, shit. I don't know who the other team is. The Cincinnati Bengals. I was going to guess right. that yeah. because I saw it in our Slack chat. Yeah. Because I was very sad. <laughs> you were very sad. About them winning that game, but yeah, Joey Burrow, Joey Cool, Maddie, Maddie Snapback, the the Rams quarterback who languished in Detroit. So it'll be, I'm sure it was fun. Uh, I'm picking the Rams to win, but in my heart, I'm picking the Bengals. Can I also say that, like that, uh, where the stadium is? Like I lived in LA the whole time. They were like, mm -hmm. we need a stadium, we need a stadium, and that stadium was built 100% with private money. I don't even think they got any. I don't know if they got any tax benefit or not. They might have a little bit from the city of Inglewood, but the site that it sits on used to be uh, the Hollywood, whatever it was. And I can't remember now uh, the racetrack. And there were mm. elements of that racetrack that were like signs of its former glory because yeah. it was kind of a, it had like art deco features and stuff like that. Um, had a great flock of flamingos, by the way, mm, Interesting Hollywood, Hollywood racetrack. And, um, so it, it, you know, they they basically replaced something that was a real eyesore and just attracted a lot of like, you know, just imagine that they, they also had like these really shady kind of quasi casinos inside. Sure, so yeah, the whole I'm thing imagining. Was just like, yeah. So it's just kind of gross. Yeah. So they, so LA actually kind of almost did the right thing in a way because like this, this the people, the people of Los Angeles were like, we're not paying for this. Forget it. No. You well, can't I'm sure plenty, our... plenty of folks who listen to this uh, have no love lost for Stan Kroenke. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the stadium was built entirely with private funds. So it's kind of a win for LA. So I'm happy. I'm happy for LA, man. It's I'm happy for LA. Stadium. Good for them. That's for sure. That's Good for, for them. Sure. Flock of flamingos, the lesser known. 80s band now let's jump into <laughs> <laughs> much worse haircut all right let's get into the segments here true or false okay true or false uh we talked about term limits some on this show i i'm personally i'm not a term limits guy uh so true or false here is are we experiencing the failures of term limits right now in a state like Missouri. Uh, we're not the only state with term limits, but we're our term limits are kind of new-ish, right? We're just, I think, feel like we're just getting to the edge of like the first couple of sets of term limits. So that's the true or false. Um, we're right now in Missouri, we're debating is, is I think, the wrong word. The state Senate is, is pretending to debate uh, a map. There's a lot of hyperbolic stuff going around. Meanwhile, there's a budget that the governor has put forward, which, you know, folks know if you listen to this show enough, we no love lost there. Uh, we're not big Governor Parson fans, but his budget did the right thing to use these federal funds that are available. All the other states have done that. Missouri is the only state. So let's let's clarify what we mean. <clears throat> yeah. We're talking about two billion dollars in COVID relief funds that yeah. could go to raising Education. state wages. Yep. State wages. Yep. Improving uh school like literally improving the structure of buildings yep publicly owned buildings that's yep. what we're about to forfeit and schools are able to in most states do what they what need to do with the funds you it's know pretty broad yeah it's pretty we're the broad only language. state yeah. that right. hasn't state spent like, that money yet sorry continue i apologize yeah. no no you're good you're good that's 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 where i want to pick it up so rachel you, you take it from there true or false this is term limits like is that the reason that we're seeing this is because of what it what it creates all the people who are they're trying to run for higher office instead of you know instead of trying to govern they're always having to think about the next meal ticket i guess is how i'm putting it it's funny i'm looking up right now um so you guys can't obviously can't see anything <clears throat> because we're on a podcast but uh adam and sean can't see this either because it's not my camera's not facing that direction in front of me i have like wall shelves and um one of what's one of the things that's so I look up so I can see like powerful women who inspire me. And there's a picture of my best friend. There's a picture of Grace Jones from a concert that I saw her in in 2009 wearing this badass costume. And there's a <laughs> postcard that Corey Bush sent out right after she won her primary, right before the general. And it's Corey with the mask on, folding her arms in front of her chest, 
and in front of this in front of the capitol building of the united states of america and i call it my saint cory picture because i look up when i'm having trouble <laughs> like dealing with missouri politics and i'm like well we did her we made her she's from here and um i'm gonna say it's your question is true or false as i look at saint cory it's true i think um I, look this never would have been an easy place to live without without term limits because Missouri is certainly a very red state, mm-hmm. but the we've talked about this many, 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 many times that with term limits, these kind of far right senators know they have a very limited time to right. make a name for themselves, and they're vain and petty and, and like sort of like they, I think a lot of people in politics sort of look at politics like Alex Jones does about talking. Like, what's the harm? I'm just saying stuff, you know, like, I'm just going to say stuff and I'm just saying stuff. And so, like, they think they're playing a game and they think they're playing a game well. And it's all about the game of it. And in their minds, the game is, oh, cool, I'm trending on Twitter. They talked about me on, you know, Camo X or they talked about me on the news today. So I'm winning me right now. So I'm going to say true. Yeah. Sean, what about you? You uh, you're consulting you're in that game so term limits do you see it as a limit do you see it as creating bad things good things and for just for the the note here there are 15 states with term limits uh, officially missouri is actually one of the newest in that group uh, to have them interesting yeah so colorado we have term limits in the state legislature too yep. and you know i've been you super asked, digging how, what our legislature has been how doing, long yeah. how long is the how long are the term limits in colorado uh, it's Senate, actually it's very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just and exactly so, the same as Missouri. Yeah. But I think of when I think of the downside of term limits, I usually think of the amount of influence that lobbyists have in a system like that, where there right. isn't the institutional right. knowledge in a member's staff. Say because they know. they become the institutional memory. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I think. So I'm going to say false for the answer for for what it's worth. Uh, I don't know how official any support, of these. Uh, yeah, support your work. Support your rating answer. system. <laughs> <laughs> um, like but, you, so, it, for yeah. for it to be false, right? It would mean that regardless of term limits, we would be having this kind of fight right now. That they would be yeah, having think, this this map fight, this funding fight. All of it would be the same. Right, and I think the rights obsession with creating minority rule, and you know the the cynicism that you were talking about rachel you know i think um and and the influence of money in politics in general you know so i don't think it's specifically term limits but yeah it is like this cynicism that's really apparent just glaringly apparent in so much of the actions that i'm gonna gonna double back on my true and i'm gonna say one of the other reasons that i think it's true that when you do have a relationship with lobbyists over voters and those are the people that put you there, mm-hmm. you don't, there's no, there's no accountability. There's absolutely no accountability to the right. people that put you in office right. because you don't have to be, you don't have to have a relationship with them because you're going to leave. Right. Like, well, and they'll keep taking a stab, right? If you don't pass their bill this session, they'll, they'll, they'll do it again next session. They'll find somebody else or they'll have you do it again. That's right. That's they're, right. They're not going to stop pushing their bill. Just they being Alec and yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and that's, you're that, trying to that move goes up. both ways, by the way. That's yeah. not a one-sided issue. It's just when you're in a place that one party is in control, it places like Alec and, and American for Prosperity, they're going to have greater influence because they have the majority of the body. Yeah, there's just not that many people that live here. <laughs> that's the right. thing. Like, there's just not that yeah. many people in Missouri. Well, and when I, you're, I, I'm going with True, and only because the reason I go with True is. You know, if you look at who the people are that are involved with the map fight, the filibuster that's going on, uh, you can you can pretty easily point to several of them. Uh, Bob Onder being one of the the loudest ones that are the, it is transparent. They're doing this because they want to run for their next office, and they're they're on their way out the door, and they want to run for another seat. And by doing what they're doing, it they believe it is favorable to their ability to get the next position. I feel like I mean, before it's transparent. We... Sorry, I feel before we jump off this, we should just tell the listeners like what we what we mean by map and what we were talking about with the filibuster in case like people listen to us just to get like the quick yeah. hit of updates. Yeah, I don't the... know if you guys talked about this in the flyover, Sean. I haven't listened to it yet. I apologize. Um, yeah, so, they, they did bring it up a little. Yeah. So just to be clear, the Senate Republicans uh, passed. Everybody's on board with passing a redistricting map that would le- basically leave 
the current map in place mm-hmm. with like little tweaks here and there. Yeah, and the Mostly, house passed it. <clears throat> yeah, the house passed it. The I'm not going to call the moderate Senate Republicans because there's nothing moderate about them. The business as usual Missouri Republicans will say Caleb Browden, right. et cetera, et cetera, is the head of who's the and the, the leadership of the technically the leadership of the party in the Senate. Correct. There we go. Yes. Uh, wanted to pass the 6-2 map and a handful of extremists have filibustered are they filibustered for thir- 30 hours something uh, like that yeah i mean it's been going for days and days the actual hours on the floor is different but to, it's, it's to, been going to, on for days so we so this it's, it, there's, and it'll it's still just, be going on as this episode comes out it'll yeah. still be going on i went there to doesn't watch seem a little to, bit of it and it's it's not going away there right doesn't now. seem to be an end in sight so the so the missouri extremists in the missouri senate have ground there, there regular, are some democrats involved with that group it's not a hundred percent Republicans. There's a couple of Democrats that. involved. Is that because yeah. they want the five three map and they're they might as well be in the fight too? Is that no? The... It's because they they're if you so the one that is trying to push things is over in the St. Louis side and they're trying to stretch the one a little bit because they want to they want to bring in some of the I mean look straight up they want to bring in white Democratic voters to the first um, because as you mentioned right, Corey there Bush are makes zip waves. codes in you know the second and you know that they could. And you can't if you're a Democrat who wants to run in the first, um, if you if you for whatever reason, you don't like Cori Bush and you want to run and you want a primary here, which we've talked about McCaskill's little fade at the primary possibility against against Cori. How do you beat her? You change the voting base. So that there's that is part of it. There's the but the consensus is that let's kind of let the first drift over a little bit to the west mm-hmm. and we've talked about that before but mm-hmm. i just want to make sure people know that that's what's that's what we're referring to yeah so you can go google that it's everywhere um it's probably made the national news i assume it has uh it's it's been a just a shit show anyway right. so we've got tr- two trues and a false so let's let's move on here yeah no yeah uh all right yeah no uh so Representative Nick Shore, we're staying staying in Missouri. So this is a state representative for the for our non-Missouri folks. Uh, this guy is it. If if you've never seen him, never looked him up, I want you to picture a caricature of a modern day like mid thirties male Republican who dresses exactly like somebody who's trying to look like he's an extra on Yellowstone. Yeah, these until these he decides he wants are... to look like a commercial real estate agent from Los Angeles. Like it's right. a very big, it's a very big range. <laughs> right, right, big range. Right. Skinny blue yeah. suit for the filibuster, mm-hmm. plaid and boots for the mm-hmm. photo ops for Instagram. Yeah, right. he's, lady in he's the streets, a... but a freak in the bed. So he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he, he proposed the bill this session to take away control of the St. Louis Police Department and give it to the state instead of having it be run by the city of St. Louis, you know, local control as usual. So Representative Rasheen Aldrich proposed a bill, and it was pretty genius that he did it. He was part of a group who puts a bill forward to do exactly the same thing to the O'Fallon Missouri Police Department, which is a super duper like your your very standard suburban and we're yeah. Schroers from. Well, they've had some problems right. there too, right? Like with they police lost their brutality, police. right? And they lost their police chief. Lost he was like, chief, "I'm yeah. out, like I'm leaving." Over the gun law, they passed. So so and Schroer, that's Schroer has withdrawn so his bill <laughs> without even a, a fight. He just I'll just take that back. Thanks. So, yeah. No. Sorry, Nick. Anything? Any thoughts? <laughs> I want to say yeah, no to ha- Listen, I want to sure I don't know if he listens to this. Uh I want to talk to you about ties a minute, Nick. Um so if you're going to go with the skinny suit, you got to pick the right tie, bro. Like the tie he had on for the filibuster shots, his like filibuster like I'm going to we're going to protest the 6-2 map filibuster suit. Um you need a skinnier tie. With, I would say go with a more of a primary color. He had this like paisley tie on that like my dad would have worn in the 80s and it just wasn't, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a sentimental tie. Maybe it's his grandpa's tie. But Nick. Maybe it's his lucky debating tie. By, maybe it's his lucky debate tie, but I'm saying yeah, no on that tie, bro. Uh, it's just Nick Schroer in general is just like a human, a walking human, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You this don't is have so to. silly. Sean, you, you, you were talking to... about stuff that's not in the national news. You know, Wordle is in the national news. This uh-huh. is not in the national <laughs> No, it's not. But it should be because it's so, like, this is the kind of story that I could see, uh, like, John Oliver. 
like picking up. Correct. Right? So That's right. Such a That's ridiculous, right. That's right. and it's such a perfect microcosm of like what is going on in, in the state of Missouri's legislature that like that's the fight that's occurring right like, well, what, and, what the hell and what i can say that's not so you know off topic i guess or useless um what's also in the national news is like this amir Locke killing yeah. and that was <laughs> that was uh you know the the mess that the criminal justice reform debate is mm-hmm. right now is just uh that's what i'm thinking about to be well, boiling also- it, to take that and try to boil it down to we should just take control at the state level of police is like such right a when you also, can see what they do with stuff that they run it's just like right. it's insane and there was also a bill i think that was also with it didn't make it to the floor uh and i forget who introduced it it was one of these other numbskulls um a bill that basically would would take stand your ground which we have in missouri right and blow it up to say like if you just feel threatened you can kill someone yeah thankfully that one is done it um, legalized murder basically it was like you can just kill people it like it was insane lynching. like that was the word of the law the word of the law the, like i read the bill the language of the bill was like well so if you feel like you want to kill someone you can and i was like are we in are we in the like yeah the west hills of yeah. virginia in like 1852 like yeah. what the fuck is this thing yeah it was it was like yeah very much it was the uh the deadwood bill <laughs> it was it was the deadwood bill but it, it it has died uh on the vine for good reason um there was uh there was a big contingency of state prosecutors that went up uh, and said no uh thanks but no uh, thanks on you this guys one. thank you prosecutors thank you yeah and it's just one of those deals where it's so ridiculous i i, I started referring to it as like an abbott and costello routine as well it's like it's 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 stand your ground well what's your ground well it's wherever you are well is that your ground well it was my ground but now it's my ground how did it become my ground if it's your ground well you were standing there like (laughs) yeah i'm asserting self-defense prove it well no you i don't have to yeah (laughs) and this is all the while this is all the while the the like we are not going to prosecute federal gun statutes Mm -hmm. in the state of missouri law is about to get struck down in court right and so like all of this is costing the missouri taxpayers money right because the missouri attorney general's office and whoever else is paying for the defense of these ridiculous laws that get basically sued out of existence yeah during COVID. during COVID. another good example and then we'll, we'll move on here but rachel you you hit on this a lot and it's something that we talked about with you know the democrats in missouri uh, and, and really across the country, this is true, but especially here, where what Rasheen Aldrich did, like what Representative Aldrich did was really smart, and it was really slick, and it it was effective. And uh, uh, somebody who, I don't know if she listens or not, but at Chelsea Esquire on Twitter, um, she talked about like, you know, not enough people are talking about Shore withdrawing his bill, and that he did so after Representative Aldrich filed his bill to kind of counteract it and she's right it's it should be something that's being being highlighted but it's another example where the democratic machine the messaging machine in missouri is just dropping the ball like this should be a national there story isn't, because they there should have made it a national story there and they isn't didn't. that's the that's the, there isn't a missouri messaging machine it doesn't exist it's not yeah. there there's not there they i don't whatever i don't we, that's another podcast we'll get into that later We'll we'll we'll, come, we'll revisit yeah, that. Yeah. Well, let's move yeah, along here. Rushing Aldridge, you're a badass. Thank you, Representative Aldridge. Yeah. Excellent move, and he's got a lot of really good legislation. He's he's uh he's introduced this session, so we're proud of you, man. Good job. All right, buy or sell. A uh, ton of inflation talk. There's new numbers that came out, right? Even though the job numbers are way up, uh, for December revised report way up, January report really good. But this inflation report comes out showing the 7.5% consumer price increase across the board. So the buy or sell here is that eventually, at some point (laughs) before it's too late, that people will understand the inflation problem in context of record profits by meat packers and record profits by big oil companies uh, that the Democrats can actually back to messaging issues. So this is a national story. It's, it's both local because Missouri's got a ton of, of beef and meat packing going on here. One of the biggest, you know, sneaky, one of the bigger uh, cattle producers, beef producers in the country. Um, and we've got big meat packing issues here as well. Um, you know, it's easy to find somebody who wants to talk to you about, well, if they hadn't shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, none of this would be happening. 
you know that that's all this is um so what do you guys think buy or sell that that the democrats can actually properly package this issue sean go ahead buddy go ahead you go first it's hard yeah i think i want to say sell (laughs) um i think about yeah between now and 2022 you know the the probability that the democrats are going to lose like you just said i just said like between now and 2022 you mean like i guess yeah right the the, the, 2022 elections yeah and between now and when people have made up their mind about what they're voting for correct yeah right nine months and again a lot of people are going to be voting early so and primaries are starting right away texas primary is march 1st so we're going to start to see the coalitions forming you know when it comes to who's going to win in november so the democrats haven't really been able to you know when i think about the question that you're asking i'm thinking about really all they can do is take a position or claim credit for something right and so what they could try to claim credit for is the awesome jobs market like you're saying and Uh you know higher wages for low-wage workers and you know, talk about on the position taking side, you know, they're, you know, what they want to do and how they're being held up by the Republicans. But if they can't get anything done, mm-hmm. if the same, if the same situation persists from now to the election, when it comes to how Americans feel about prices and who's responsible, then the Democrats are in a lot of trouble, no matter who's profiting. Well, that's, you talk a lot about, um, you know, dinner table issues. You, when you, when you and I talk politics a lot, that comes up and how, like, how do you, you know, because you can talk about the jobs, 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 jobs all day long. That's not super tangible for most people, but everybody's buying gas, right? Everybody's going to the grocery store and, and going, well, I would buy this, but man, it's so expensive. Right. I'll just get this instead. So like, that's a common, you know, that's a common thing that everybody's touching and feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the Democratic Party has a really razor thin majority, as as everybody knows. And lots of senior level Senate Democrats like Joe Manchin and, and others like out West have strong support from oil and gas. And so, you know, and then it's the same with agriculture when you, when you talk about the meat packers. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really going to happen at a smaller, at a lower level when it comes to the meat packers, it's making that argument Mm -hmm. that these reforms that did get passed and the funding that's come through from the the American Rescue Plan, you know, that that made a difference. That's the credit claiming side. Um, yeah. But it's got to actually have an impact in bringing prices down or or people are going to definitely vote for Republicans. Yeah. Midterms uh, favor Republicans anyway, and definitely the, the party out of power. Yeah. Reuters Roy, article from December 10th, meat packers profit margins up 30, 300%. 300%. Uh and then the Guardian just put out a couple of days ago uh, and a story: oil companies' profits soared to 174 billion dollars as U.S. gas prices rose. So you know we can talk about inflation all day long, but if it's inflation, then why are the companies making more money? That doesn't make that doesn't add up. It, it, inflation Correct. would be nobody's making more, everybody's right. paying more. It's, that's right. This is there's so much demand. That's a problem with the why we can't make inflation go away is like this over prices are going up naturally, but also demand is not going down. And so there's just more and more and more money to be made. Rachel, what do you think by yourself? The Democrats can get a hold of this and actually message it here. So here's the challenge. And I'll 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 say I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm selling it, too. But for the same, but also slightly different reasons, Um, the. The, the, one of the challenges about communicating something like an ecosystem and economics and, and money as an ecosystem to people who don't follow any of those things, right? Who don't care, <laughs> yeah, right. who aren't engaged in it is really hard and you have to get into the weeds. You have to say, right. you can't explain. Well, sorry, not to no, 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 off, it's okay. you can't explain to anybody about wages. That's my position, right? <laughs> you can't explain to anybody about what's happening with wages because everybody knows how much they make. Right. But sorry right. And, uh, and we, you know, you, but, but that does take some nuance. So like, for example, you know, if you're on the democratic side, if you're in the house, you can say we did introduce a, a wage hike bill. Mm-hmm. But I think I think this goes back to who really controls midterm elections. And like Sean said, it's 
more typically swing voters who are older who live in the what am i going to say where do they live you guys they live in the suburbs and suburban voters are comfortable usually um and myopic because they're you know i I, i'll be nice i'll be more gentle than i usually am (laughs) right um they're understandably right now people are in a lot of pain and they're suffering whether they know it or not right suburban voters are suburban inhabitants not known for being self-aware um they're not whatever there's tons of art about it like watch the graduate so (laughs) or suburbia or like anything like we've been talking about how how like american like uh uh uh, whatever um american culture what's that the three ninjas they're cul-de-sac federal dad's a federal employee Yes. You know, mom's, yes. a, I think, a real estate agent or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Did those kids have parents? I don't remember. Yeah, they had parents, parents and yeah. three ninjas. They had a grandpa that trained them to be ninjas. And they had parents. <laughs> it was a thing. Yeah. So I used the word tum-tum with my three-year-old yesterday and thought about three ninjas. <laughs> Dad was an FBI agent. Yeah, we just watched it recently, which is why it's nice. on my brain. So, uh, so to 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 break that to to break through the swing voter, conservative, suburban voter, especially if it's the mom. You have to say, okay, but one of the reasons these prices are higher is because there was this wreck in the Suez Canal, and there was this massive ship that's Tell the that size to my of pocketbook. Like... Tell that to my checking account, Rachel. Yeah. I don't... Well, they just have to Game figure over, this right? out. Exactly. Well, they tried to figure this out. They did try to figure this out. They wanted to pass a bigger stimulus, and because they actually did rescue middle-class voters and middle-class Americans... Oh, great. More with spending rescue... from Washington. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> that's it. This has been so role-playing with Adam and it's, Rachel. It's good. No, it's good. So so this, <laughs> the cynicism of people who just kind of selfishly don't want to do anything to slow down a pandemic, mm-hmm. don't understand that gas prices go up and down all the time. And right now, one of the reasons they're up has nothing to do with Joe Biden or... Or the Keystone um, Pipeline. Or the Keystone Pipeline. It has to do everything with like offshore oil. And um, they're probably going to come down pretty quickly. But it's always the person in charge who's blamed for anything negative when it comes to economics. So, you know, and there's this really good Atlantic piece that we're going to have in the show notes that's Uh called The Economy is Good, actually. And it basically makes a point. I won't. It's it's very short. It's an op-ed, essentially. And it talks about what Adam just mentioned, that, like, we added almost a half a million jobs in January. Um, We created 700,000 more jobs at the end of last year than we really thought. People are leaving shitty jobs to make more money. The COVID response to the um, or the government's COVID re- response to COVID was way better than the response to the 08 um, mm-hmm. economic Great Recession. And because people have liquidity, because people have money, they're buying stuff. And there's all these things that right. have led to kinks in the supply chain. Have fun explaining a supply. Right. Yeah. Go to your grandma. Be like, there's this really good book that I want you to read about supply chain <laughs> economics. Like recent. There's a recent book about supply chain economics, which is really, really, really good. Sure. Right. Sure. Put down the Mitchum. Put down the Mitchum novels or whatever you're reading and read this instead. It's written yeah. by a, an economic, a journalist who covers economics. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I'm done. I'm finished. So. All right. Well, let's move on to. The big one, and it's a fun one. And now, the big one. All right, the big one. Uh, this one, it explodes out of Missouri, but it has got national consequences written all over it. George Harley himself. It's actually George Harley. George Harley. George Harley. Came back his second trip to Missouri in, in as many weeks. I mean, I'm just befuddled. By the amount of time he's been spending in Missouri lately. He came back. Literal he, hours. Days. Literal hours. Days. Upon hours. Uh, uh, his wife came this time. Aaron was here as well. She was a keynote speaker for Lincoln Days. Uh, praise be. And he endorsed <laughs> <laughs> Vicki Hartzler. He put his arm around. Well, he stood near Vicki Hartzler. Uh, she, he was in her, her newsletter for Saturday morning that uh, as a constituent, because I'm a constituent, because I'm in her district. I get her newsletter, uh, and there it was, a picture of her and a picture of him right next to each other, and underneath was about how she was helping him fight antitrust in D.C. And I went, oh, oh my, 
it's here. It's happened. We've been waiting for this moment. And so I sent it to Rachel and Rachel went, oh, it's here. It's happened. We've been waiting for this moment. Uh, so here it is. So thoughts and prayers to Eric Schmidt and his mountain of lawsuits that don't matter anymore. Uh, you know, pour one out for your homie. Good luck in the governor's race, man. Um, so Holly's outfits, Holly uh, Hartzler's newsletter, you know, uh, there's so much to unpack here. Uh, Sean, I mean, kick us perfect... off because Rachel, I know, has a ton. So Sean, give us give us your as the the outsider here. <laughs> I mean, as the outsider, outsider I, insider, outsider yeah. insider. Yeah, in communications, I'm always thinking about you know what's going to cut through the noise and what can really kind of you know spread. Is, is it a, a Valentine's? Vest? Is no, it a dead well, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That was, we'll just, that was an that. honest, sincere question. <laughs> a Valentine's Day message about the new duo. Uh -huh. We can call them Hartsley. Um, I think. Um, we'll, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll, we will debate. We'll, we'll debate mononyms in we'll a minute. Close we out. A, yeah, we will close out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's very exciting. We've been talking about how Hartzler seemed like, how Congresswoman Hartzler seemed like the strongest candidate in the primary right we've made partly no bones because, about that yeah the other guys are just really goofballs just avid well and the tea leaves of like she, she announces her run and ann wagner announces her re-election right. like within 48 hours of one another and that was to me that was the party like the the big r 100%, republican party 100%, 100%. going this is what's going to happen we don't right. want ann to lose her seat because that, well, that's the yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Hartzler's flexing her own muscle. I'm sure that they're, you know, McConnell and Senate Republicans have influence, and she has influence with oh, them. Oh, no, we're talking about Mo, getting... Mo Repubs, not National Repubs, right. Mo Repubs. We're definitely, like, stay where you are, Ann Wagner. Like, Well, yes. I, I, I would say the National as well. I, I would take it both levels. I, I would I 100% would, would, would say Ann Wagner's got very strong relationships to the, to the big R Republican Party, so that could be a thing, yeah. Yeah, I just think they didn't want to mess with the second. I think they looked at the second and they went, look, there's Correct. there's yeah. three Democratic candidates. All three are not schlubs. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, Trish probably has and the Trish, best shot. And of Trish the three. can raise money. Trish knows how to raise money. So. Well, and the guy that you don't know, the guy who's named, I, Sean, can you tell me who the third candidate is in the Missouri second? Oh, um, the third? I know about Trish, Ray, Ben. And then ben, there's a third. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that like we haven't had him on. Not, you know, it's not like he's a super well-known name, but he's got a. I'm sure Sean knows he's got a ton of money. Um, he's actually raised a nice little penny. Sure. Yeah. Totally. No, and I mean, I think really, I I don't like. Uh, I'm trying to get politicians always to talk about what people are talking about. So uh -huh. I try not to dabble in the like. Well, this person's thinking that they're going to run for this, and this person is only doing this right. because they want to run for this, just because right. it's so you you can never know yeah. um but uh but it's a show of strength you know hearts are getting joni ernst's mm -hmm. um senator ernst's endorsement and now holly i would assume that now it's like there's going to be a ton of pressure on roy blunt that would be sad if he had to like you know get behind her because holly already has it seems like it would be the and most it, low friction thing for him to do would be to get behind her but uh and no, it, wouldn't, done it, first. it wouldn't be unlike anyway. by the way it wouldn't be unlike roy blunt to say nothing like he he kind of sure. like he's I'll one of these guys of the who primary, sort of, he's right. really good at keeping a very low profile when he wants to um yeah. so he'll do things like he'll plan the inauguration party but he won't go to the national republican convention right yeah because like he, has that, he so. is a, a competent good like i mean you know i sat down with scott fawn this week and he i mean he basically you know wayne's world to aerosmith with uh you know roy blunt <laughs> type scenario and uh you know but he's not wrong about like roy blunt is a very good politician he's a effective senator like you know you may not like his policies but it's really hard to argue that roy blunt's not a really really good you know really good at his job and good at what he does yeah he's a republican right he's a straight up straight up mcconnell loyalist republican right, right. um right who was very slow and late to the Trump party. I mean, did everything in his power to help the president's agenda right. because it was McConnell's agenda. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy Blunt doesn't endorse anybody. If he just like goes off into the sunset, retires. I mean, he's old enough that he can just kind of kick back and not do anything. Let th his children yeah, I think he's earn millions in lobbying do dollars. And... Do you? Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't know I how don't you avoid it to. at this point. I mean, isn't it because how quickly you go to that as the well, next there... logical pivot, right? If you're an incumbent senator like Roy Blunt, the reason and 
every every decision by a politician is like well what could i what could how could this benefit me personally how do i gain what <laughs> yeah do I that's why i don't think he's gonna do anything well and so well to. but if you i mean i don't know any of this insider stuff on the republican side but like if he if he doesn't have a good relationship with josh holly or you know whatever if he wants to continue to be in the game in missouri politics then if vicky hartzler has seen to you know be benefited by his endorsement then he might want to give it to her but i think the big the big upshot of all this is like she's going to win probably this primary and you know mark mccloskey uh goofball <laughs> i would say goofball when i just i start i want to start cursing yeah. <laughs> um, mark mccloskey who just had uh just has his law license uh indefinitely suspended Oh, was good. put on a one-year probationary period where he has to do 100 hours of pro bono work, which is not a small amount yeah. of pro bono work. He must uh, be hopping mad, which I always lo- love imagining a, a small man hopping. Like, uh, what, like uh, Yosemite <laughs> Sam? <laughs> yeah yeah he sounded really exasperated that he wasn't getting more attention at the at the end yeah i mean it pretty much closes the door on him it closes the door on billy long uh jason smith had already uh finally figured out that he was not actually invited to the party in the first place and announced his re-election campaign with this beautiful rip-off ladder ad uh rachel i know you you were loving that i love that i love that jason smith was like so the ladder ad is like a direct uh dig on howley kind uh-huh. of um and he basically so, wild. Said jason, so jason smith was like i'm not going to climb the ladder i'm going to keep the very powerful job that i already have thank you very much <laughs> right. because he knew that he was there was no way whether you know there was rumors well, that's that so funny. that's that, a little presumptuous too you know like you know, you do have to be reelected. Well, he's going to be. He's going to be. But I, my favorite, my favorite moment yesterday, if I may, before I before yeah, I jump please. in. Am I jumping in? Am I? Are yeah, you done, Sean? I don't want to. I don't want to jump on Sean. I mean, I you know oh, not no. in that way. Yeah. Um, we're both married. Let's talk about this later. It's awkward. The sexual tension. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, kidding, kidding, kidding. I love Sean specifically, like a brother. Um, <laughs> specifically, uh, and a very little Leave brother. That all of that in. Anyway, of course you are. Of course you're living in. My favorite. I have so much to say. Um, and the first thing I want to say is, man, we talked about this a long time ago. So long ago that I don't remember what happened on the pod where we were talking about uh, this this kind of the, the, the two Eric's. And it, initially we thought, okay, if, if Eric Schmidt can keep his act together, he's kind of a shoe in for this. And his response to that was, I'm going to sue every school district in the state. Right, Which, he threw, immediately threw up on his shoes. Yeah, so like, <laughs> and, uh, which of course, like, all he had to do was just a come D out and say, "Situation." <laughs> yeah, so he decided to, and I always think this is a mistake. He decided to uh, play the short game, mm-hmm. um, and there is something about being knowing how to play a long game in politics, which we all kind of assume Vicky Hartzler know how to do because she's been in politics for a while. That's what we were just like. Yeah, she's gonna sit back. She's gonna mm-hmm. wait. She's gonna let him slug it out. Yeah, she's gonna let them spend a lot of money. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna sit on her war chest and she's gonna let them spend eight. I mean, she has money for her house reelection race, so right. I have no idea how that works. In terms and then, of much like, like Leo Marvin, she'll yeah, she swoop can use down all that. with her bag full of okay. money. Yeah, she's been running for a long time. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. she has one point so, eight million. Um, so that's so she's got nearly two million dollars, of which she has spent none. Right. Um, and the so I remember saying what Josh Howley wants is a side by side image of him and her. Because they represent something together that's very specific to Missouri, mm-hmm. which is the the vengeful asshole who's taken it out on everybody. Because Josh Howley is the most one of the most cynical members of the Senate. It's like always neck and neck between like him and Cruz or whatever. Like mm-hmm. he's just so damn cynical. He can and really own the libs. Totally, he's the own the libs guy. And then you've got Hartzler, who's the woman that your mom goes to church with, right? Right. Who you've met your whole, who you've like, or that you go to church with because the most powerful voter in Missouri is a white female evangelical voter. That is who swings elections in Missouri. Full stop, the end. That's it. Um, she's the one who tells the men in her house how to vote. Like it's, it's all very, I'm not saying that, 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 that the men would like yeah. admit to that, but it's true. Like, no, Oh, I like very, her. Like, right. Like culturally speaking, I mean, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that realm very well. And it is like a very like father knows best world, but 
there's but, this, like matriarchal for sure control thing that does occur mostly because the men in that in that group uh die of heart attacks young and uh <laughs> the women live forever and so they be, you know they become great grandma or mima or game game you know whatever and that's like your tone set it's like your family structure is like run that way and so the and also like there's this Sean always talks about like what you want in elections is contrast, right? And so there's it's right. hard to think of a bigger contrast. And I think Holly probably knows that. It's hard to think of a bigger contrast. I mean, if you, if I were him and I was looking at this field, I'd be like, well, what 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 will resonate with voters more? Me and someone I can control, <laughs> or me and someone that I'm going to argue with all the time. Right. And there is no earthly way that Josh Howley wanted to stand side by side with like a droopy looking guy like Schmidt. Because there's nothing alpha male-ish or like if, if and I think these guys like, are on kind of like a hair trigger. It's interesting the way you yeah, say yeah. that. Right. But it's like yeah. you think of your colleague in the Senate. It's like, yeah, maybe it would be someone like just who's a fundraising juggernaut. And I yeah. can right. continue to just like feed these, right. you know, super conspiratorial theories. And um, well, he doesn't need Schmidt because like Holly's good at that. Right. Holly can deal with the the Canadian trucker thing. Right. He can message on that and he can can't he can raise funds on that and he can do his holly thing on that schmidt is trying to make america great again by investigating gofundme on behalf of canadian truckers and right. like it doesn't really Alongside the other yeah most desperate attorney general in america by the way that's the way to read right. what schmidt is doing he's partnering up with ken paxton he who's in a weak, primary yeah. with like uh george p bush yeah who's jeb bush's son yeah uh and Louis Gomert, I think, who's the favorite in the race. <laughs> Wait, Gomert is running to be the attorney general of Texas? He's in one of these primaries. I should well, I should double primary. check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ken Paxton is an incumbent attorney general who's about to lose his job, is the point. And mm -hmm. uh, that's what he's doing, too, investigating GoFundMe. So Eric Schmidt is in that that club. That's where he's playing. Well, and that that's why I, the, I talked about Eric Schmidt threw up on his shoes. Like, I'm imagining all these people that are running for Senate, right? You got... You got Eric and Eric and Vicky and Billy and Mark McCluskey and maybe C.W. Gardner. Who knows? We'll see. Filing's not done yet. Um, and you know, so you got it all these people. Started. And it's like everybody's been to like a middle school choir concert or at least been either in one or been to one. You can just imagine like the solos getting passed around and like it gets to Greitens solo and he's just the like out of control kid that you're just like okay all right you know that was funny your tie was on your head okay and then you know it goes to vicky and she does her like hands in front of her folded choir girl it's perfect and you know it's a little pitchy but like she's she the girl who sits, she's the girl that sits in the front row and she just works uh -huh. her ass off right you know she's not the best but she works it's a little her quiet ass off, they yeah. got to move the mic a little closer but like it she gets this <laughs> <laughs> this is a very specific analogy it is. she gets you know it. she gets the solo it, it happens you know, and then they get over to Billy Long and he, he kind of, and, and nobody understands it, but you know, he's there and he's trying right, and right. good for you. And then it gets to, they, they swing the mic over to Schmidt and you can just see the just flop sweat on his face. And everybody's seen a kid do this or a video of a kid do this where they're just like standing there and they put their hands on their stomach and then they just pop. Just bah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, lick that lick. is the best breakdown <laughs> of this senate primary i've heard yet yeah like why and josh holly's the conductor just oh just disgusted yeah yeah like, he's he's totally the hiding PTA. it because they know the parents right. are there he's totally the pta president like yeah. what the hell's going on <laughs> with our choir director um but when you talk about control i think vicky hartzler would dominate josh holly in the u.s senate not out loud you know, i think she, yeah right not out loud in the cloakroom mm -hmm. uh yeah not but either loud, way i think that he Either way, like they know each other, he he. They're natural allies because they're both have got the thing they really have is the the weird Trump meets Pence evangelical mm -hmm. populist whatever the hell they're doing now. Like, Down whatever for whatever, basically. Right. Yeah, 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 totally. Wants to be you know, kind of the conspiratorial and I don't think she shit. Does. People talk That's about. Correct. Yeah, like I, That's I, right. don't, I don't see Vicky Hartzler and think, okay, well she's been angling for president. I don't think that at all. I, no, I don't think she she's on the fast president. track. I don't think she's you know I don't think she's on the party list. Now, as a vice presidential pick to, you know, if 
maybe kind of a thing to balance a ticket sort yeah, of thing. If you do great, yeah. she'd do great. Um, That's good. Would she? Yeah. She's like Sarah uh, Palin, but she knows to just not talk. Yeah. I here's what I think. I mean, wait, let me <laughs> let me back up just a second. Let me back let me back it up. Imagine if Sarah Palin really... didn't talk. I mean she would raise yeah, so much money as a VP. <laughs> we shouldn't even okay, be talking let me, about that. Let me back it up. Let me let me back it up. Let me back it up. Ben's hearts are oh my god. No, shut up. Stop it. That's not happening. All right. I don't mean shut up. I mean no. Um so the, the Vicky Hartzler is always one microphone away from saying something incredibly stupid about gay people. And, uh, you know, she has a very old fashioned sense of what voters really want. She's figuring out how to kind of carve this lane out that Josh Howley is also trying to carve out. The problem is, is that right now we're going for them. The long term problem they have is that right now the country is going through COVID and everybody's losing their minds and everybody's in a lot of pain and everybody's really mad. And so it's very easy to manipulate the, that animus at the moment this is not going to go on forever vicky hartzler's right. view of america is will and, and and josh howley for that matter I, i've maintained this from the beginning plays in missouri because you don't have to get that many votes here to become a member of the senate you just don't right, right? you don't need that many people to vote for you like 1.5 million votes roughly yeah we'll so get, we'll she's so she's out. she's one hot mic away from being like the world is being ruined children are being ruined because of homosexuality yeah, and everybody's gonna a be like kansas vibe you know it right. is wild out there yeah but, let's let's rachel oh, so finish your just, point and then i want to yeah. get to the celebrity couple name yeah okay so okay so my favorite so that's my so i want to talk about the dad vest for a second yes um if oh, you yes. look at the, if you yes. if you look at the picture of Howley and Hartzler at Lincoln Days, uh -huh. like Vicky really is kind of going for like the Sarah Palin look. Like she's totally. got the like she's got the sleek haircut. She's got this trim suit. Um, I haven't seen a full body shot of 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 Vicky, but I'm going to assume she's lost a little bit of weight. She looks very slim and trim. She looks like she's in fighting form. She looks like the Century Twenty One agent that every single Missouri mom wants to vote for. Mm -hmm. And you look over at Howley, and you're like, he is dad vest on the top and like weird cow herder boots on the bottom like i don't know ropers he's wearing some ropers it that like. look that look screams uh research it's just it's so funny like and my joke is he <laughs> sent somebody to kohl's and he was just like go get me an outfit of kohl's because that's where mom's shop and everybody was like we have these looks for you no shut up go get me a, a vest i want a dad vest from kohl's i want to look like i coach fall ball and they're like oh okay okay bro so shout out to the dad vest my favorite response though <laughs> from all of these senate republican would-be senate republican candidates is billy longs i almost feel like we need like an r.i.p video like we lost you this year buddy because his comment after hartzler or excuse me after howley endorsed hartzler was that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so like i forget who shared like one of somebody that we all follow on twitter said it or shared that story it was a quote from a story and i was like did he just you sunk my battleship vicky hartzler like yeah dude she's trying to beat you that's exactly what she's trying to do and i assume it has something to do with the fact that they're colleagues or whatever but i was like what did you think that she was just going to be like a nice girl like while you guys were all trying wow. to run and what is arguably one of the most contentious right. and competitive Senate primaries in the country well, right McCloskey. now? And by the way, this is a woman who like he he's made some comments about certain things and didn't she clap back at him one time about like, well, we all know that Billy Long hasn't missed a meal. Like <laughs> like she like made oh, wow. a fat joke about him like <laughs> nice. a transparent fat joke. Yeah. When Mark McCloskey he was really caught flat-footed uh if there ever was someone who could be uh Well catching um, him flat-footed is not I hard. I want right, to know yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to I'm going to keep my eyes open to see how the Greitens campaign well responds. But his like, so his comment was that uh you know, it's these DC politicians, these insiders. And it's like, Josh Hawley doesn't have that kind of brand at all. He's like, I'm an outsider, not like these, these, you know, DC types. And it's like, Josh Hawley is a complete, you know, pariah in Washington, as all of his friends know, he's right. like the most extreme person. And um, right to us, like, uh, folks in Missouri who don't like Josh Hawley, like we see him as that type of person. Right. People who like Josh Hawley don't see him that way. Right, in the Republican primary that he's in. Oh, no, he's a and, breath um, of fresh air to all of them. Like, well, and then they asked, and they said he hadn't sought the the endorsement, which for me, like, when I see a first-time candidate, it's like, I'm sure they ask, didn't man. even think about it. Yeah, yeah they probably didn't even think about it. <laughs> the goofballs. And folks um, can go to our Twitter if you want yeah. to get in on the caption contest at, at the Heartland Pod. Oh, please uh, do. I've got the please picture do. of Josh. Uh, we have... 
run through a couple of them here before we uh, get to the the celebrity names. So uh, <laughs> this one's from at at Hunter for my country. Nobody will ever see my nighttime outfit hidden under that socialist red, white, blue thing. Uh, so he didn't want to get too close to the flag, I guess. Um, let's find a couple here. Oh, <laughs> my hands are so sweaty. I've shined my pants. So if you haven't seen the picture, his <laughs> pants look, and those are not from Coles. Those are from like Express. Come on. Those are... <laughs> I didn't really, I was so struck by the dad vest that I didn't even look at the pants, to be honest. Yeah, I was like, the dad, that I, dad vest. I mean, he nailed that part of it. I mean, I've got a couple of those vests. Sean is wearing a very similar type uh, look this morning. Well, I'm wearing something that is from my in-laws, a Christmas gift, and it's probably Perfect. the most expensive piece of clothing I own. <laughs> like I was a, say, it does, it does look like, like somebody Josh's bought it at best. a store. So right, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, he. Uh, I I noticed his boots. Um, mm-hmm. As someone who likes looking, mm-hmm. looking sharp in a pair of uh, sharp-looking boots, it's very slippery out in Missouri right now. He's not in West Texas, right? You know, uh, those cowboy boots are going to get him into some trouble. <laughs> I think well, he doesn't. He's he's going to walk right to the whatever the black you know SUV is that drove him to the right. event, on. So it doesn't really matter. And that 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 right. walkway has been plenty solid. Those are his so private jet boots yeah those are his Plant. private did you jet bring boots. them or did you put them on at home at your house did you swing by your house uh from the airport at gail martini People should always ask him that meet barbie's new friend farmer ken just as smooth as the original nice manscaping job there that's very at good jen ziller i'm glad my outfit from the root and tootin party at law school still fits as they say you can't spell yale without y'all that's, pretty good one. <laughs> Boom. that's my favorite that's, that's my pick for the one. winner that's my best my pick for the winner i, uh, I don't care what happens now i gotta I find the one um i personally went with the tobias finke excuse me did these effectively hide my thunder um I'm trying to find <laughs> who said i want to give them credit because i this one really grew on me okay at guardian at guardian o geloso um yeah their, their comment was just gamma male. <laughs> Ooh. Gamma male? Gamma male. Like instead of, you know, because especially from the right, like it's something you could like Nick Shore or somebody like that talk about like beta, all these betas, these beta cut oh, liberal oh, beta brilliant. cut males. Brilliant. Wussy brilliant. boys. Brilliant. That's so great. Just go all the way. It's just gamma male. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So let's let's wrap it up with the uh, the Valentine's Day celebrity couple name we've got we've got josh holly yeah do we all agree that we got to we got to benefit them we we have to benefit but we have to do it in a way that doesn't um that doesn't like make them embarrassed so i'm going to say that there is someone on the campaign trail who if you were to say this to they'd be like well let's see what you usually do is you combine the first like couple letters of each Uh last name or the first name hartzler like someone said that right because they're both (laughs) ha so i was like let's just call them hartzler right 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 right. I like a George George slur. That's my that's my George slur. That's my because it has it can't be too good because they'll just take credit. They'll just own it. They'll just be like, that's awesome. We love it. Oh, my God. We're totally. So I like George slur. That's mine. Yeah. George slur. George slur. I'm I'm liking the way that that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. I do think it's kind of funny because we call them because we call him George Harley. So Uh it is kind of funny that it's hard slur. But like we can't is coming out Which <laughs> one? Different. <laughs> stuff that doesn't roll smoothly off the tongue i, got a I like that <laughs> Porsche with the w just... obviously vorsch houtzler vorsch vorsch is there a t there is yeah vorsch oh we think Vorscht. we're so funny we are so yeah. amusing ourselves well if you think that any of this is funny at all uh stick around for the last call and if you're not on patreon go over there and subscribe and you can listen to the whole thing we're going to jump over to the last call here last call all right welcome into the last call i have switched over from my oolong and i have a bloody mary in front of me i had we took a break, and I had a can of Zing Zang in the fridge. Oh, nice. The only Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> yes, Good the job. one and only. Yes. And uh, there was no vodka out, but there was some Don Julio just sitting on the bar. And I thought, how about a tequila? And I have some lime juice in the fridge. So here we are for the last call with the Bloody Mary. Um, so here's how I want to kick it off. We're going to talk about the culture war, but I want to kick it off with this tweet that came out on Saturday because 
it's kind of perfect. It kind of encapsulates uh, all of it at once. So it's a tweet from Eric Greitens. Uh, and if you're not on Twitter, a reason to get on Twitter is just for the comedy. So Eric Greitens tweets about the Missouri filibuster update. It's update from Missouri, as if he's in Missouri uh, observing what's going on. Update from Missouri. It's day six of the MAGA Patriot-led filibuster Uh, MAGA Patriot-led filibuster, all capitalized, against the Rhinos' proposed 5-3 hashtag Pelosi map, which so much to unpack there. Missouri is an America-first state, and we must have a 7-1 congressional map. Keep the fire coming. And it was with a video of him on Steve Bannon's war room. And if you haven't seen this lately, Steve Bannon uh, looks like he's decomposing in the open and behind him on the shelf <laughs> that is exactly what it looks like i've been struggling for months to figure out what how to just that's it like he's like, just he, he looks like the steps of like the steps of the the person whose skull melts on indiana jones when it's unnerving the... yeah it reminds me of my own impending death every single <laughs> right. time i, I don't like yeah, yeah. He like he's been guarding the grail for a while and he's very tired, Dr. Jones. So behind him on the shelf are these pictures. There's a picture of uh, appears to be Mary Magdalene, uh, a little statue of a cross, picture of white Jesus doing the like, you know, bless you, brother. Um a a, a wood a board with like letters on it says there are no conspiracies, but there are no coincidences. Um so there are just, no conspiracies yeah, there are no conspiracies but there are no coincidences ever there's never a coincidence uh-huh. in and the history it appears to be oh that he's God. quoting himself so nothing is, is planned he, but everything is, is there are coordinated or that they're not conspiracies i don't know i think <laughs> that's that is the most like sean you always say like there's it's an art to good. saying nothing and that yeah. is the that is that is master class saying nothing right there that yeah, is, is just unbelievable so that that's that happened, right? Why did that happen? Because it can, right? That's the whole the culture war thing. Like, where the hell are we in this culture war shenanigans? Like, what's it even about at this point? Is it just propaganda? Like, to me, it feels like at this point. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com. Online with heartlandpod.com. Subscribe and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show. <laughs>